0: Hey guys, it's Rachel Silver Cohen, and today, DB and I are talking about the infamous buffer couple. You know what that means, right? When you're going out somewhere and you say to whomever you're going with, oh God, I don't know that we can tackle this alone, and we've got to bring in the hard artillery. Who's the buffer couple? Stick around to the episode. I think you're going to like it.
1: What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down.
0: Hi, guys. Happy Wednesday. It's Rachel Cohen, so you know what that means. It's another episode where we're ditching the couch, grabbing the mics, and breaking down all the unpolished wreckage with my favorite doctor of all doctors, DB, Dr. Boca. Good morning. Good morning.
2: Oh, that was the nicest introduction. Thanks, Rach. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Good. I kind of feel like our last episode, I might have beat you up a little bit with Hazel. So I'm hoping that you've recovered and maybe that's why we need to take a week off. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but I yeah, hope no, I did too much. I, I, you didn't. And you know what? We got some
0: really good feedback though. I don't even think it was supposed to be like comic relief, but I think a lot of people yeah. chuckled to themselves and maybe for a multitude of reasons. Um, relatability mm-hmm. on the one hand, maybe unrelatability, because they really are dog lovers and dog whisperers and hard to relate, but the stories just seem so embellished.
2: And they weren't. No, that's the craziest and funniest part about it is they were not embellished. But I also think there might have been one other reason. This time of year with the holidays, everybody's dealing with so much serious family drama and the family dynamics and the stresses of holidays and obviously what's going on in the world right now, right? That we did need a little bit Of that, you know, we needed to laugh a little bit at ourselves and we needed to laugh at really the chaos that we produce in our life with animals or children or parents and how to manage all of that. And sometimes we do need to get some clarity on it. So I think it was like the perfect time for us to do an episode about that stuff. And I think people really did enjoy it. So thank you for putting yourself out there. You're welcome.
0: We needed like a buffer from like the real world stuff, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um. So, yeah, and you know, it's funny because you're talking about family dynamics and chaos and things of that nature. And then when I think of the word buffer from that, it reminds me of, and I don't even think I coined this. I think I just wrote about it years ago and it kind of stuck. You ever heard of the expression like the buffer couple, right? Oh, yeah, that, like, yeah, yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. if you're going out with people and, and it could even, it doesn't even have to be like couples, like husband wives or whatnot. It could just be with friends or whatnot. Like sure. hey, you're going out to lunch and then for whatever the reason is, whatever the dynamic may be, it's like you need that buffer, right? Like, yeah. should we invite a buffer? And years and years ago, when I was consistent with Silver Unpolished, I did write an article called The Buffer Couple. And I'm going to try to pull it up and maybe attach it to this podcast or whatever. But I laugh when I think about it, because it is a thing. It's like, yes. it's an unwritten, like societal kind of cultural whatever, where like, you have to have That padding, that cushion, just in case you are concerned that there might be some tension or... lull in the conversation. Unpolished dynamics or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I mean, I could give you a hundred stories on that, but what are your thoughts?
2: Well, it's funny. Look, I think it is a real thing. I didn't really understand that right? Until I guess I had children and started going out with new couples or new friends. And I was always the the type that like, okay, so I have plans with you, Rachel. Then I only have plans with you. And people started saying like, maybe we should invite so-and-so. Maybe we should invite so-and-so. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But I would never think to do that. And then one day I heard this terminology about, you know, buffer person, buffer couple. I was like, oh, is that what they're doing they need to a me <laughs> or or do they need a <laughs> buffer, need a buffer? Right, right. right like i was like oh my god so i got so self conscious and i started going back into all of my friendships and relationships and i was like oh i could see we might have been the buffer there but <gasps> oh They needed a buffer from us. I understand now. And it's like eye-opening when you kind of conceptualize it from that place. It's crazy. So yes, I do believe it's a real thing. And I also think that in hindsight, again, I didn't Mm -hmm. have this knowledge about it, but how often I, when my parents got divorced and I was in high school, through the tumultuousness and we were splitting our time between my two parents, I loved going over to my dad's when his girlfriend was there, right? And everyone's like, that's, right? everyone's like, that's so weird. I'm like, no, it's great. He's into her. I have my freedom. She'll pick up the slack in the conversation. It's great, right? And then eventually, it you have to be careful because those buffers sometimes get in the way and are more annoying than they are actually helping you. So that was my experience, not knowing what I was seeing and what I was appreciating and what I was then getting frustrated by. And now in hindsight, clear as day. Absolutely. And I'm laughing because all the memories are coming back in my
0: head from like my married days to the point that maybe it was because I wrote the article. I don't know. But I remember as roll off of the tongue natural as anything like, you know, pass the potatoes or can I have a cup of coffee? I remember my husband used to say, if I was, oh, we're going out with so-and-so or whatever, it would just roll off his tongue. Oh, who's buffing? <laughs> Who, who's buffing? To? <laughs> and it just became a thing like the buffer couple and to the point too, where then I think also, after I had written this article, um, so many people had reached out to me and they were like, "Oh my God, was I a buffer?" or mm-hmm. do you need a buffer or can I be your buffer on <laughs> to <I'd> go <laughs> forward, right? And then there's been times, too, where, as we said before, you know, it's not just limited to married couples or, you know, things of that nature. It could be with girlfriends or guy friends or whatever your social circles are, where it would be part of the conversation in making the initial plan, right? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, Dr. Boga, do you want want to go out to lunch today? Whatever. Oh, so-and-so wanted to join us. Should we have them? And that's legit for real, right? No buffer needed. But then in that dialogue, it would be too like, well, wait a minute, well, what about so and so? And if we invite so and so also, do we now need it? Just the buffers of the buffers, Got bigger, and buffers, right? Got bigger and, and, and bigger, right? How big does the buffer get? I have to just tell you though, I haven't had this happen in a while. I guess because you know I'm home all the time these days. <laughs> but as recently as even this past holiday season, as you know, we kind of bring it full circle. Before Thanksgiving, my dad called me and he was like, I just want to throw this out to you. Do you have anyone who Maybe wants to join for Thanksgiving or whatnot, like one person or something. And I was like, "Well, Dad, like <laughs> one person, like off of the street." I mean, my <laughs> most have, like family, family, kids. Like, who do you mean? Like a divorced person, maybe that like doesn't have their children, or do, like there was almost like parameters around. I was like, "What? What do we need a buffer?" And, but then there were parameters around the buffer, right? And I was like, "Well." I mean, if I bring a whole family, like now we're talking three, four five people. And that was out of the question. Right. You're but like, like I to- don't have like just one person that maybe like, you know, is rogue and is just a wandering stranger. So as it turns out, we spoke a couple of days later whatever, and then it was like abort mission on the buffer. <laughs> we don't need a buffer. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, good. Cause I don't have anyone to bring, but nonetheless, and this is sort of like a backhanded compliment, but. We didn't have a buffer this year. And I have to tell you, I don't know if the stars were aligned or whatnot, but, and I don't know if it means you've graduated or it was just a perfect storm of no storms Mm -hmm. that we didn't need it. And we had a wonderful holiday. So sometimes maybe even... Questioning the buffer is all you need to say. Well, wait a minute. Should we all be on our best behavior
2: because we don't have a buffer? Like, we didn't have a buffer, <laughs> right? Right. And who right. Knows? Wait. So I have a question. Did you yeah. bring the dog to Thanksgiving?
0: Oh well. Do you think Hazel could have been the buffer? Yes. Uh, wait. What's like, like, the buffer? Like, a, like but uh, first
2: of all, I'm the one that suggested
0: bringing Hazel, you and I'm your wondering could that have been an unconscious buffer.
2: It was was so I bringing her as a buffer without even realizing she was a buffer? Yeah. Think about it. Like, right. What's the best thing at a funeral, right? Or a Shiva, as we call it, bringing a a baby, right? It takes everybody's, right. It it takes everybody's mind off of the deceased. It's like little kids. They're happy. They're joyful, right? They take the Uh attention. So I remember when I first met my husband and he has a very large family and there was myself and my sister-in-law were the only two who didn't have children, And we would sit on our butts, but we felt like we had to talk to all the adults, right? Because they were like, everybody else was distracted with their kids. And it was like the kids became this perfect buffer for them. And I remember sitting there to my sister-in-law and I was like, I want some of those so that like we can just like check out a little bit, you know, and not be involved. Well, little did I know. As their kids got older and she and I had kids, we were like, oh, when are they going to get to the age where we don't have to be on top of them and we can go back to sitting on the couch, talking to the people yeah. and being involved in them when we didn't ever want to be to begin with. And it was so interesting. Like grass is greener sometimes, but yes, children, animals, they're great offers. I never thought, you know, again, Johnny
0: completely on this end too for me with the animal thing. I never realized that now I have a built-in buffer with yeah. the dog if need be. It probably, the buffer would work in the other direction too, the way that kids would if you bring your kids somewhere and then it's like at the first peep of a cry or they're whining or or they start getting like fetchy. It's like, oh, we're out of here. Like that's yeah. our, you have that automatic pass where like you're allowed to leave whenever you want. Yeah. And maybe that's the same with the dog too. Like, oh, you know, the dog we is hungry. I forgot to bring the food, which in this case I, I did and I was very prepared. Well- prepared, But that's good to know that a pet can be a buffer. But listen, there's been times in the past, it, not so much with, with my folks, but in general in this year, when I am out and about, I, in hindsight now, have used the dog that's now at home as a buffer. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I got to go because the dog needs to be walked or the dog needs to be fed or it's been a couple hours and I can't leave the dog. So that's like a reverse buffer. That's like you don't bring the buffer with you so you can use it on the back end as like a get me out of jail for free card.
2: Yeah. It it means you always have a quick exit. You always have a reason when like shit hits the fan that you can leave and graciously exit. And I remember, look, I remember when My brother and my ex-sister-in-law, they had little kids and the kids would get all like fachati and we would be at dinner at my mother's house and like an hour would pass after dinner. You know, they would got there. We had dinner. And then the second dinner, peace out. He has to go to bed. We have to keep him on his routine. Like we cannot deviate from the routine because we don't want to pay the price. Okay, bye, see ya. ya. They had had the exit, get out of jail. Buffer on out.
0: Buffer on out.
2: (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, it kind of works that way. And think about it even this way. And this is such a a different way of looking at a buffer. But think about like, I don't know about you guys and to our listeners, maybe this isn't true for you, but I've got to imagine it is. When I used to make plans with my grandparents, Or even my parents, right? We always did it at like a restaurant or around food, right? Because in a way, the food (laughs) becomes a buffer, not a buffet, a buffer, right? Yeah. Well, because it's
0: like a finite amount of time, right? And a
2: distraction, it's yeah. a distraction. You can talk. Oh, isn't it good? Does it taste good? Do you like it? Oh, it's too hot. What Not are you having? Enough. Right. What are you having? It doesn't everybody ask that. Th- okay. Can we just have a moment about that? We all sit down at the dinner table and without a doubt, one person always says, what are you having? And what are you having? And what are, what you, ha- are you getting? What? Difference does it make what everybody what else is ordering. What difference does it make? Is it going to change your order? The only yeah. time it might, the only time it might change my order is if my husband is getting something that sounds really good. I wouldn't duplicate it cuz I could eat off of his plate. Aside from that, I'm not going to eat something off of somebody else's plate most likely. Why do I care what they're getting? But without a doubt everybody asks when you're at dinner. Well,
0: I think that that is just part of what goes on in the process of dining because it that that is part of the are you know what you having. I Part mean, of the for me, everybody should. Well, it's a, it's a buffer conversation. Yeah, yep. actually, anyone who's with me and we are eating, and they know me well enough, they don't even have to ask the question because they probably know that I do know what I'm eating because I've studied the menu <laughs> at nauseam before we've even gotten there. So I'm intimate with everything. The only thing I may need to ask about are are there any
2: specials tonight, and can we go over them, and and whatnot. And is that because you want to plan calorie wise, or you just want to I know you think about food all the time, so it's just something to get excited about because it's not anything I would ever do. I don't look at the menu ever before we go somewhere.
0: Yeah. Well, it's definitely not to look at the calories. And I think we talked about that once on an yeah, old episode. Yeah, I think we did. That, like, It's such a buzzkill. If I'm coming out to eat, I don't need to see that I'm completely shitting the bed with three <laughs> bites. So like, leave the numbers for someone else. I don't care. No, I'm right. doing it because I'm interested. I love food. I want to see what my options are. I maybe want to plan around it. Maybe during the day, looking ahead of time is a buffer to whatever I should be doing, which is probably working or all of the above maybe. But I do think the conversation of what are you having? What are you getting? I don't know. Do you want to share? Do you not want to share? Those are all like buffers within the buffer, maybe like the beginnings of a dining experience with whomever you're with. Now, maybe even you have to have the conversation because If we're doing some sharing or like I'm getting A, you're getting B, but like what if we got C for the table? And then like that share item is like a buffer between having to get our own side dishes or whatever.
2: So I mean, yeah, there's it, buffers when it comes to food too. Yeah. There's buffers everywhere. I mean, it really, and only because we're talking about this, am I thinking about how much meals there's
0: another become. one. How about like, what? again, our kids are a little bit older now, but what about like carpool buffers? Like if oh. you have to take a bunch of kids in the car and kid A and kid D don't get along, yep. you know what? I'm more than happy to pick up kid B or C in the middle because I don't want to deal with what's going on between too hangry or frustrated or vying for whatever. I remember years ago, one of my kids, it was a friend. I mean, they weren't not friends, but they would go at it with each other with like sports statistics in the car Mm -hmm. and one upping each other on whatever fantasy football this or league that or whatever. And it was just high drama at the Mm -hmm. crack of dawn in the morning. And it's like, we needed a buffer in the car to shut the two of them up
2: because it was just drama. Right. And so, you know, in today's age, so to speak, even though that your kids aren't, haven't, you know, they're not 30 at this point, mm-hmm. but in today's age, now it's the headsets in there as the buffer. So the kids all have their headsets and their phone and there's no conversation. And I'm like, right, the headset can be the buffer so that we don't have the drama. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. take five kids now. You just give them uh-huh. a headset. <laughs> it sounds terrible and it's
0: so unpolished, but it's true. What about, well, now I'm thinking, you know, again, I, and, and one of the things I love about you and I is that, we start out on one path and then we kind of veer because initially when I was thinking buffer couple, it really was sort of specific to going out to dinner or wherever and needing someone or multiple someones to buff the potential for tension, uncomfortable silence or things of that nature. Now I'm realizing that you're absolutely right. Buffers come in all shapes and sizes. Speaking of which, let's say you're going shopping for clothes, whatever. And Maybe you're bringing a friend with you. Maybe you're bringing a parent with you and whatnot. But the salesperson is mm-hmm. definitely that buffer yeah. between someone who's either, you think you want the hard truth, but then mm-hmm. you get the hard truth and then you're mortified or vice versa. Someone's being incredibly passive and not really giving you what you want to hear. Oh my God, that looks great. That looks great. Looks, But you know, it doesn't look great. And then perhaps the salesperson is the impartial buffer. Well, partial if they're working on commission Commission. only (laughs) and then everything looks amazing, but impartial if they're actually doing their job the real way and then they're buffing.
2: Yeah, no. And you're absolutely right. Like when you first said it, I'm like, oh, buffer couples. Yes. And I can name certain buffer couples. And I could also say this buffer couple is not a buffer couple. Like they might've started as a buffer couple, but nope, not doing their job. Right. They are not doing their job as the buffer couple. Right. It's just so interesting. I think it's just another word for the distraction of having an experience that doesn't get too dysregulating for people. And that's what, unfortunately, our phones and technology and things like that have done in our relationships, not just with our kids and between kids, but interactions day to day. And even when we go to family functions. Five or six of the people are on their phone. Like, how not buffed are we in that situation? Yeah, yeah. but the interesting thing, too, is that if you do
0: strip all the technology and the headsets and the this and the that and whatever, and we bring it back to family, (laughs) no, but what's interesting, it's like the people that you're closest with Mm -hmm. are at times, the ones that you need most buffing from. And yeah. again, you're the doctor in the house, and it's a good time to remind people this isn't real therapy. We're just shooting the shit here on the corner of audacity and advice. We want to protect Dr. Boka's license, but I would suspect that The people you're closest with, be it very good friends or Mm -hmm. family members, are the ones that you can completely be yourself with. Therefore, sometimes that does lead you down an unpolished road, right? right? Which is why we are trying to hedge our bet in the first place to kind of insert those
2: buffers. To keep the peace. Absolutely. And that is really what it is all about is about when you are in the picture frame, so to speak, and these bring your parents and your siblings. I mean, there's history there. It brings up all of these roles that we used to play, all of these telling of old stories that from their perspective are funny, but yet you feel like a piece of dirt on the ground or you feel such embarrassment or shame. And they, for whatever reason, find it so enjoyable to bring those stories up over and over and over again that you do, you want the buffer. And I can tell you that, and my brother, I don't believe listens to my podcast. So this is perfect for me to tell about, but... I'm sure some of our listeners know him and can totally see him doing this. We were away every summer. My mother had this brilliant idea to take my brother's family and my family and her and her boyfriend away someplace. So every summer we go away for a week together, which is lovely. It is such a nice gesture of my mother, but five to seven days in a house together and yeah, doing all your meals together and doing all your activities together, it becomes, you know, you don't have a buffer. There is no buffer. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of this and I'm screaming for a buffer right now. <laughs> right. You need a buffer, right? And so it, what happens, it turns into alcohol or it turns into your food or whatever that buffer will be. So we were sitting and somehow a picture of me surfaced and it is not not even is it not a good one it is so very bad one. it is so far from like my work it is the worst of the worst of the worst it's like, Unpolished. it is beyond unpolished and it's like embarrassingly unpolished and my nephew thought it was the funniest thing in the world and my brother loved <laughs> it and I said burn the picture Like, burn the picture. I'm your sister. You love me. Like, burn the picture. So what does my brother do? He makes it so that every time I call, that's the picture that shows up on his phone. Oh, my God. Big big screen, right? So he shows it to everybody. And I'm like, are you kidding me? But again, this is the role and the dynamics that we've taken on. So I would Love to have a buffer. Meanwhile, his girlfriend, who I adore, is not the greatest buffer because she's laughing along with him and things like right, oh, that. Right, 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 I'm right. like, okay, right. we need new buffers here. So, again, that's why these are the people that we can be most vulnerable with. But that when you're most vulnerable, they're also the people that can hurt you the most. Yeah. Right. Because sure. they know all your ins and outs and ups and downs. And that's why whoever came up with this idea that holidays should be about family. Oh, and then not only family but mix the other side of the family in really was such a sadistic human being who came up with Well, that but concept. part of me feels like if you cross-reference, like
0: if you're having a family thing, but you have the other side of the family by marriage, that's all inclusive. That's I don't know if it's in-laws, outlaws. I feel like that is a built-in buffer depending on what conversation is going on in what part of the house over what topic. Potentially. I mean, maybe it could potentially go completely sideways. Exactly. But I don't know. I guess I'm using my family as an example here and I'm just sort of looking at the cast of characters. And I would think that if there was people from all of the different marital sides or ex-marital sides for this matter. I do feel I mean maybe I'm just being an optimist here, but I feel like we are all each other's buffer where needed. It's sort of like a checkers or or maybe even a chess game yes. if you're thinking a couple steps ahead. I am very good with certain people in my family that like I can just catch them by the corner of each sure. other's eye and like we know exactly what the scenario is. We know if we need to like SOS, call in for help, right? Back off, come in, right? get
2: Hazel we, in there, get the lay of the
0: land, right? So maybe you also have to just trust the people on your team to know when you got to call in help and call in for the big dogs, right? Well,
2: and I also think it depends. You know, I come from a very small family, right? So having the in law side come becomes overwhelming sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Having a few of the in laws come in is nice, right? It just gives you, but when you bring, the more people you bring in, yes, the more buffer you have, but also the more potential drama that you have, right? And so you really have to, again, it goes full circle. You have to make sure that the buffers that you're bringing are really tried and true buffers, because if they're not, it can totally implode on you.
0: Right, right. That's a good point. That's definitely a good point. I'm thinking about some of the buffers in my life too. A lot of people will say to me, most people know my ex-husband got remarried and they're like, oh, do you you like his wife and all that? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, she's a great buffer. I mean, and I don't even feel badly saying that because it's a fact. And Mm. I would... Tend to argue that my ex-husband would probably say that too, like when we're all together, because it just anyone who isn't like your blood that you mm-hmm. like bled or sweat or, or cried or like, like it just they are one step removed, and it sure. really just changes the dynamic. Now, speaking of changing the dynamic, this is a little bit of a pivot, but I want your opinion on this, your unpolished sure. opinion, I should oh, say. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what about when you're in a setting and this is more friends? okay? okay. This isn't really couplely, but you're with friends who are very good friends, but somehow the narrative is always it, it's really just I guess th- the nature of personality, but the more the merrier, the more the merrier, the more the merrier, which which I would have to say, I am like that a lot that like, yeah, why not include all? And it's certainly better to include than not include. However, there are times, and I feel at least the older I get, and this is actually going to curb my unpolishedness and make me a little bit more polished in certainly just in this column specifically for now, but I feel like less is more. And when I'm thinking that I'm having a potential plan with someone who really is meaningful to me, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know that I appreciate the more is more is more is more because I feel like the other person is so spread out, the relationship, or at least that meeting, if you will, Mm -hmm. becomes so diluted and scattered. And Mm -hmm. to me, it just seems incredibly frenetic on top of the fact, even if you are eye to eye trying to engage, we're distracted in general because of the phones and just the noise of life and all that, that I'm finding it more recently, Dr. Boga, insulting. I I don't know how Mm -hmm. else to say it, that like my time is so valuable. Our friendship is really important to me. And like, if we're going to now invite like the landscaper also and the gardener and the manicurist and, you know, a friend that you said hi to on your way to three meetings ago. I'd rather take a pass. Is that a buffer situation? Is that like, I don't don't know what that is.
2: So I think that it's a very, it's a very real phenomenon. And I think a lot of people, as we get older, we appreciate the fact that sometimes we want to just go out and have a good time. And it can be the random people. It's always fun if we're going to keep it lighthearted and simple and get to know more people. Fine. But more times than not, like you said, our time is valuable. And what is missing in today's society is connection. And Mm -hmm. so we want to be able to have those moments with those friends of ours and really deeply connect with them. And it is the more you bring the more personality styles, the more the change in the dynamics, the more superficiality in the conversations, the more opinions you're getting, the more the more increased chances of disagreement and chaos. Mm-hmm. And a lot of reason why people don't want that now is because that's what our world looks like. Yeah. And we just want, to really have those moments where we can just be our authentic self, know that we're going to be seen and heard and vice versa. And sometimes it does become a little bit of like, shit, like I wanted to just hang out with you. Like I didn't want to hang out with 13 other people. And it's a very fine line because we're not always all in the same place at the same time, right? You may want that quiet, connection. And this person might have had the worst week of their life. And they might have been like in the throes of emotional baggage. And they might just want to like let loose and have a good time and be superficial or be on the surface or just like not have to connect with somebody on an emotional level. So for them, they're just not in sync with where you're at. And it's okay to bow out in that situation. I believe I would bow out if it's not what I want to do. And that's the grace that happens when we're over 40. We kind Mm -hmm. of realize like, We can say no to stuff and it's totally our prerogative and it's totally okay. And if somebody's going to judge us, those are not the people that I want to spend the little bit of time that I have with. And I'm okay with that. But I want it to come from me. I want to be like, no, I'm going to be authentic and true to myself. I'm going to create my own buffer. And my own buffer Mm -hmm. is I don't want to be there. Right? That's my buffer. I love that. That like you are your own buffer. Interesting. Oh my gosh. Is this going to be like, get the pencil out and write it down? Yeah, no, but I mean, it just, I I
0: didn't even think of it that way that I guess because we're so focused on kind of keeping the peace amongst others that I never really thought about the fact, again, I guess that's like standing in your own space, owning who you are, how you're feeling, what your emotions are and being your own buffer. Wow. I love it self-care,
2: right? It's setting those boundaries, things that keep coming up in our conversations, because I think that uh, even our listeners, maybe you guys can agree to this, is as we get into our 40s, 50s, 60s, we value different things than we did in our 20s, 30s, and beginnings of 40s, right? And time is one of those things, and meaningful connection is one of those things, and not sacrificing self all the time for other people. And that's why boundaries keep coming up in our discussions, or that's why self-care keeps coming up, because it's important. And you can be your own buffer. I love that. Be your own buffer. Be your own buffer. That's your alliteration. You like
0: that. That's yeah, curiously. I'm very into it. <laughs> I mean, listen, if, for me, I'm never going to get tired of like the the quintessential buffer couple conversation because it's just so classic and so great and actually here this isn't really buffer couple-ish, but I'm going to ask the question anyway because it's come up in course of conversation over the years when the buffer couple was really prevalent in my life. Okay. Okay. I'm going to throw it out to you, but I'm also going to throw it out to the listeners. I want you guys to chime in and email us or post on our pages and so on and so forth. Let's say you go out to dinner with a bunch of couples, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say I have a gift card. okay? Okay. I have a gift card that's been sitting in my drawer forever to restaurant XYZ. Now we're getting together with a bunch of couples. We go out to dinner. Now the check comes. Do you take the gift card and you throw it into the pot and that immediately comes off the top of whatever the bill is and then you're splitting it all evenly or is the one couple taking that gift card? And again, we're using round numbers here. Let's assume per couple, you know, it's $300. Oh, how do you like that? My gift card is for $300. Here you go. That's our share. What are your thoughts on that?
2: So, Okay. I think it's all about you and your significant other and how you guys run your your life, right? For instance, my husband and I tend to be those people who he doesn't drink. And so we wind up paying way more than we more really than, right, 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 right. And we're big believers. What goes around comes around. And like, uh-huh. let's not nickel and dime it. But again, we're also in a situation where we don't have to count every penny and every nickel and every dime, right? Thank God. So... For me, I would throw the thing in and Mm -hmm. deduct it from the top. And then whatever's left, we'd split, right? But I do have a lot of friends who would do that differently. And they would say, you know what? This was a gift to us. Uh And we $300 for the night is a lot of money. And I want to bring down my total. And so instead of giving my credit card, I'm going to give my credit card with the gift card. And they're just going to put the extra for them on there. And so I guess the real conflict comes when the the buffer couples and the people Mm -hmm. involved look at it from a different perspective. There's no judgment for me either way, right? We'll go along with whatever everybody else wants to do because that's how my husband and I are. But I can see it from both sides where it is a preference. Right. I see your point and maybe I didn't explain it
0: I- exactly because I've been in this scenario a couple of times on both ends. Like my thing, if I have a gift card, okay. And I say to someone, Dr. Boga, I have a gift card to restaurant XYZ. Do you want to come with me? Oh, then you're taking it like, off the top. We're definitely taking yes. it off the top. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So I, okay, fine. Thank you. Cause I've been in Absolutely. scenarios where people have said that to me, like, oh my God, I have a gift card. Do you want to go blah, 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 whatever. Okay. Terrific. Great. And I mean, unless, you know, I'm, not understanding it correctly. To me, I'm making the assumption like, cool, it's coming off the top. Otherwise, like I don't give a shit that you have a gift card, big freaking
2: deal. Yeah, I have a whole no, box of gift cards. 100% right? you are right, correct. Okay. And it's the same thing as like, look, I have this issue a lot of times where somebody invites me to something right, and never told me that I'm responsible for paying. Oh, please, way, that's right? how, you know how many times that's happened to me? Yeah. <laughs> and so I wind yeah. up being like, Oh, okay. And I get right. there and like I wind banks. up. Being, right. Like, yeah. okay. So okay, I'm, you I'm really to, glad I can. Yeah, I get so it. I'm your buffer, Same. but you're not going to pay me to be your buffer. There you go. Yes. It's like someone
0: invites, that's another example of a buffer. Someone invites you to do something under the guise that you're their guest. And yet somehow I, what part of guest did we not kind of you know, see eye to eye on in terms of that definition that has definitely happened to me too. So yeah, maybe that is another form of buffer. The big answer for me, I guess, if like there was any question of like uncertainty is if I had a gift card and I was with a group of people, right. Mm hmm. For me, I would say, hey, I have this. Let's take it off the top. If you were in a relationship and you had a gift card, whatever, and you weren't sure how it was going to pan out with other people, you know what I would do? I would go out alone with whomever my person right. was, and we would just use it ourselves
2: and not use it with the sure. big group. Yeah. You don't have to share it with anybody. Yeah. That's totally up to you, right? It's interesting. I have a question totally an aside to this, but we're, since we're talking about couples again, as a person who... Um, is, you know, divorced now, right? You, not me. Watching, I'm, I'm curious, did you need more buffers or that buffer couple mm-hmm. in the middle of the marriage, towards the end of the marriage, when you were not in a good place? Did you find that you and your ex-husband were more focused on finding the buffer so that you two didn't have to spend one-on-one time when you went out versus when you first met? And now, if you were, you know, dating a guy, you wouldn't need to have that buffer couple because you would want to be in the energy of the other individual. Does that? I don't know if I asked yeah, No, the question. I totally
0: understand the question. And I'm going to answer it backwards okay. first because it reminds me in current events these days, you know, Rosalind Carter just passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been watching a lot of reflection on her and her life and her marriage to Jimmy Carter. And one of the things that kind of stuck out to me, and I, I don't know if they literally had no friends or it was just kind of tongue in cheek, but it was reported that they didn't have a lot of friends because they were together all the time and they were each other's best friends. Yeah. They were and together I, for like
2: 70 something years. 100 I heard. Yeah. A hundred and a million years. Yeah. It was years. amazing. Yeah, like, was,
0: like barely even breathing and like yes. still, you know, showed up at the funeral. It touched me and I took pause because I'm in my early fifties now. And what I vision to be my next chapter is not what it was mm-hmm. in, you know, the first go round and while certainly having friends is terrific, you know I don't want to lose my friends, but I do anticipate that having that right person is really all you need, and you don't need the quote unquote buffer couple or couples if you have each other to really you know engage and not get sick of it. And, and I know some of this I'm romanticizing, you know I get that you don't have to school me on that, but. The first part of your question, my answer is, yeah, I don't think I would need as many buffers because I'd want to just be with that person. But at the same time, in defense of my marriage, we had plenty of great times that it was just us, but we Mm -hmm. also were very social. And I think it's also... Timing is everything at the time of life when you have little kids, and that's when you're right. making your new marital friends. Right. And what you have in common, or at least you think you have in common, is the bond over being a young married couple, being young parents to Mm -hmm. little kids and being in a new community and you're building a family and a life and friends and all that. So that was so part of our social circle, whether we were out in public at events or restaurants and things of that nature, or even, I mean, time and time again, week in and week out of going to people's houses or having friends at our house and Mm -hmm. which family and and even family buffers for other families, right? Right. So I don't know if we're necessarily comparing apples to apples, but I think from a textbook standpoint, it probably would make sense that the more buffers you feel you need,
2: Mm -hmm. if
0: it is between a husband and a wife, you probably need to take a look at what's going on between the husband and the wife. In mm-hmm. Back in my day, the buffers were really for us, <laughs> or even my husband for that matter, that like, maybe he didn't want to get stuck with just the one other husband, because let's call it what it is. A lot of times, if the women are the ones making friends with the wives, we are kind of the social coordinator. We are the house manager. We're the ones who are making plans for our husbands or significant others or whatnot. And like, it's really not fair to them to kind of throw them to the wolves of just one other guy at the table. And I think that's maybe where the initial impetus of do
2: we have a buffer couple? Right. Later. And I want to give kudos to my husband because I have thrown him into those circumstances <laughs> before and without a buffer and he has done it and he has done it graciously. But let me tell you, he'll get in the car and he'll be like, never, yeah, never again. again. Never, yeah. like I did it. I took one for the team, yeah. but yeah. like either somebody else or yeah, you got to get a buffer next, right? Time. You got. <laughs> there's got to be somebody else, or you guys are going to be like friends at lunch, and it's just exactly. going to be the two yeah. of you, yeah. and and that becomes a thing too sometimes. Well, how about that? And like, let's kind of look at
0: that. Kind of dynamic that. Let's say you do go out as couples, one time, two time, whatever, and then it's like, all right, you know what? We, we, I've given it the college try more than once now. I knew I didn't want to do it after the first time. I did it the second time, but I'm out. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the other couple real and let's say they liked you, right? Like yeah. both the husband and the wife, right? But then one of us now puts our foot down, right? And then it's sort of like it, I don't even want to say downgrade, but maybe just a pivotal shift to now just the women are going out to lunch or the husbands are now doing their own thing because maybe the roles are reversed and the women just didn't like each other. Do you think the other couple kind of catches on and kind of like understands what's happening here?
2: Did they get the memo that they've been demoted? Yes, they got the memo. Yes. If you're good enough friends, you talk about it. I, my husband doesn't like you. So like, well, My husband doesn't like your husband. So you and I are going to have lunch now. No, but you just, it's, it's like an, un, it's a spoken, unspoken thing. Like it doesn't happen right away. But as time and time goes on, you probably get to that place where, okay, I figured out that this is how it's going to be. And we're totally okay with that. But again, you know, kudos to my husband, we will keep going out with those people, right? If it makes me happy, he'll do it for the most Mm -hmm. part, except for those ones where he goes, absolutely not. And then we would just bring a buffer couple, right? But (laughs) um, I do think though, that if you're feeling it, most likely the other couple senses it also, Mm -hmm. right? So I would say, I would never say no, like, not going out with that couple again, me at least, not going out with that couple again because the husbands didn't get along so right. well. But I do think that they become those people that you're going to do certain things with. Like I have friends that when I get together with them, we purposely don't take a buffer couple, right? Because the husbands can talk, the wives mm-hmm. can talk, and it's fine. Other times, yeah. we, right? Other, you other couples, know. you just know. Mm-hmm. And I I respect my friends who shift the tide a little bit, right? So that everybody's not in an uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. I respect the the friends of mine who I can have those conversations with and say, yeah, like lunch. It's few and far between, but I also have a husband who at this stage is like, he's not around that much anyway. So when he is around, like, if you want to go out with them, like, let's go out with them. I don't mm-hmm. really care. You know, I'll figure yeah. out a way to talk to anybody, but I do appreciate what it must be like for the men. I do. Mm-hmm. I guess the same way that my husband would appreciate when I go out with his work people. You have to appreciate that the other person didn't really sign up for this. Yeah. Probably has nothing in common with these people because my husband and I have totally different work industries and backgrounds and interests and things like that. So you just have to like appreciate that the other person does this. And my husband and I, we have a running joke. Like, who would we travel with? Somebody where we would be okay spending a long period of time with you know 5 days with people and we like both the husband and wife enough to spend 5 days and mm-hmm. we both look at each other and we're you know 18 years in and we're like yeah nobody yeah. like there is not you know, but, one but, couple but that fits thing, that but that's
0: where i guess when you're a team right if you're each other's buffer travel is a whole nother scenario. And I did travel extensively when I was married with a lot of different couples. And like, you kind of have to learn the dynamic, you know, the first trip out may not be the same as the seventh trip out. But I guess it's really trust plays into it too, really knowing how to gauge things and being able to read your partner to know when the buffer's needed, when the buffer's not yeah, needed. It's a science. When you, you know, but but it's fun to talk about. It. I know in, in the aggregate of life, this certainly isn't rocket science, but I do think it's universal. And I would love to hear from the listeners too, if you guys, in your experiences, be it in your relationships with a partner, or your personal relationships with just friends or even colleagues for that matter. I mean, that's a whole nother avenue of buffering that that is involved if you have to have a business meeting or whatnot, and you don't know who you're bringing into the team meeting and and so on and so forth. But we would love to hear the comments because I do think buffer couples or buffers in general are here to stay in a lot of different capacities, right? And it's fun to talk about.
2: Absolutely. And you know, as I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, we not having a buffer for us on a trip, is having a buffer. See, yes, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It is absolutely because we, there's nobody that we yeah. both would agree on. And that's our running joke. Like you say, who's the buffer, right? And we sit here and we go, never, never, never would we travel with any other couple because we know that we couldn't do it. So that's our buffer. So yeah, love it. It, it, look, so it's a very So even you interesting... don't
0: have a buffer, in yeah. some scenarios, that becomes yeah, have a the buffer. buffer. Absolutely. It's the invisible
2: buffer. Exactly, exactly. I, I hope you always find your buffer, whether it's a friend, whether it's your next partner, whether it's yourself or whether it's Hazel. I love it. I love it. We all have a buffer
0: in one way, shape, or form, as unpolished or not, as it may be. And this has been so much fun. I love it. All right, you guys, listen. So your homework assignment is to let us know who your buffer couple is or who your buffer friend or foe or whatnot, what your fun scenarios have been in the past. We definitely want to hear all about it. You can find us at unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com if you want to write it and send us an email. Maybe we'll share it on a future episode. Uh, anonymously, of course. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unpolished Therapy. And you can find us on the Corner of Audacity and Advice every Wednesday where our reels and yours get spun upside down. Dr. Boca, I never, ever, 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 ever need a buffer with you. You are my favorite person to hang with on Wednesdays and most days actually. But the buffer couple is here to stay and I love it. So thanks for hanging out with me and for not being my buffer.
2: Thanks, Rach. I appreciate it.
1: Great sesh, girls. Hey everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.